Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, Then and Now, Part 2. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Our episode last week, Then and Now, Part 1, was posted on December 3rd. In that episode, we noted, There is reason for why we are to be governed. That governance anywhere in the world is accountable to God because He installed them. However, at the very least, greedy people can take governance to levels God never intended. To those people, Romans chapter 13 verse 4 says, Have fear. As strong as that is, we found only one exception to this rule of order. When the ordinances of the state today, established rule and law, oppose the plain will of God, then and only then do we have the right given us by God to oppose the ordinances of the state or established rule and law. Reference Acts chapter 5 verse 29. We are told to do that in any of three civil ways. We may voice our disapproval through the medium of speech, through the press, or the ballot box. However, we need to clearly note, as long as a government is in power, it must be supported by all Christians of that land under that form of governance. William Burkett said, Yet no sooner did the loving kindness of God to fallen man appear by the illumination of the gospel and the communication of his grace, of his mere mercy and free goodness, he saved us from that state of sin and misery by regeneration. To find out more, listen to our previous episode titled, Then and Now, Part 1, hosted on December 3rd. This week, our study is titled, Then and Now, Part 2. Our scripture reads, But when the mercy of God our Savior and His love to man was seen, not by works of righteousness which we did ourselves, but in the measure of His mercy, He gave us salvation through the washing of the new birth and the giving of new life in the Holy Spirit, which He gave us freely through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been given righteousness through grace, we might have a part in the heritage, the hope of eternal life. From the Bible in Basic English, 1949-1964, Titus chapter 3, verses 4 through 7. Last week, because my Bible uses one sentence for both verse 
4 and 5, we started in verse 4, and that proved why this is a Christmas message. One obvious item we noticed is how we are instructed as all Christians. When is all finished? At some ambiguous time we are not certain of? Or is this comment still active, even now, because all Christians is not a finished work until, at the very least, we go home before the tribulation in the ascension of the saints of those truly saved in Christ? For continuity, verse 4 through 5 reads, But when the mercy of God our Savior and his love to man was seen, not by works of righteousness which we did ourselves, but in the measure of his mercy, he gave us salvation through the washing of the new birth and the giving of new life in the Holy Spirit. This week, we will examine verse 5, the second half of the full sentence in my Bible. For clarity, verse 5 alone reads, Not by works of righteousness, which we did ourselves, but in the measure of His mercy, He gave us salvation, through the washing of the new birth and the giving of new life in the Holy Spirit. In the following commentary passage, the commentator refers to himself as I. They know indeed that they ought to subject themselves to the government, but it seems that they have forgotten that. Titus must remind them of that. They possibly are influenced by their former life. In those days, they did not care about anybody, even not about the civilian authorities. How is that with you? Do you also struggle with the acknowledgement of the government's authority? How do you comply with the traffic instructions, or filling out forms for a student grant, or your income tax declaration or other forms of the government, by which you claim to be entitled to a certain compensation? It might be necessary for you to be reminded not to be swayed by the spirit of rebellion against authority or the softer form of civil disobedience. This commentator says, I certainly need that. Besides, not only obedience is required, but it is expected of you that you are, quote, ready for every good work, end quote. In this case, it implies that you cooperate with the government in all things that is good for the nation and society. That means that what you do has to meet the will of God. Titus chapter 3 verse 2. In this verse, it is not only about the government, but about all men. What is written here applies towards all people. How do your neighbors, fellow classmates, or colleagues know you? Be careful not to speak with contempt about your unbelieving neighbor who may live like a, quote, lazy glutton, end quote, or an, quote, evil beast, end quote. 
how do you consider your unbelieving colleague? The command, quote, to malign no one, end quote, regards the unbelievers here. I hope you do not participate in a gossip that may be going around about a colleague. From King Comments Commentary on the Whole Bible King Comments told us quite a lot. We will focus on some of those comments because of length of time issues. Are you ready for every good work? Remember, not only obedience is required, but it is expected of you that you are, quote, ready for every good work, end quote. Clearly, part of being ready for every good work is the fact that one needs to understand that obedience is required. That obedience is much like that of a parent-child relationship. Even in your homes, growing up, from childhood to adulthood, requires us to learn obedience and do it, especially when we are adults. While a different degree of responsibility, much of what we learn in our homes, growing up, prepares us for what we need to learn when we decide to serve God. Obedience is one of those common lessons with a step up when we need to be obedient to God. With that obedience to God, we can grow into being properly ready for every good work. That is, provided we are looking for every good work. Sometimes, Christians I know, see an opportunity to do a good work and simply ignore it. They just walk on by as if they never saw the opportunity before them. That means that what you do has to meet the will of God. Does what you do every moment of every day meet the will of God for your life? Even though many of us are saved in Christ, by Christ, it does not mean that we meet the will of God every moment of every day. As fallen people, that will not happen. However, because we are saved in Christ, by Christ, we are responsible to try. That is all. To sincerely try. Yes, we may fail. However, if one tries to protect themselves from failure, the easiest way to do that is not to try at all. That puts us in an endless circle of conflict because we are called by God to try. Then we suffer personal woe when we realize we have let God down by passing by an opportunity given by Him. Sincerity and action on our part, are the works in question, not the results. King Comments told us, What is written here applies towards all people. How do your neighbors, fellow classmates, or colleagues know you? Be careful not to speak with contempt about your unbelieving neighbor, who may be like a lazy glutton or an evil beast. How do you consider your unbelieving colleague? The command to malign no one regards 
the unbelievers here. Notice the first sentence. What is written here applies towards all people. Not people of the past, not a few people, not some people, but all people. The command to malign no one regards the unbelievers here. So, not only are we not to malign our brothers and sisters in Christ, by matter of fact, in their moments of failure, but we are not to malign unbelievers as well. Even though you are saved in Christ, even though friends of yours are also saved in Christ, maligning an unsaved person does not present to them a positive witness experience. Remember, until you were saved in Christ, you would have not listened to anyone maligning you. Yet, where I live, I have seen a lot of this. It forces such people to ask the question, if they are an example of these professing Christ, why do I want to be one of them? That really is a really good question that reflects back on those who witness to others this way and who call themselves saved in Christ. Again, this commentator uses the word I to identify himself. Moving forward. I also hope that you are known as someone who is peaceable and not as someone who is argumentative or contentious but much more as someone who is gentle, kind, and helpful. It cannot be right that you are kind to your brothers and sisters and in the meantime quarrel with your neighbor because he parked his car on the very spot where you normally park yours, even if he did that on purpose just to annoy you. You then miss the chance to show every consideration for all men. All men is not all men except your annoying neighbor. When you show gentleness, you show a wonderful feature of the Lord Jesus, who says to you that you can learn this from him. In that way, people will see that you are a citizen from another realm. The whole conduct radiates gentleness, always kind and helpful to all men, not only the nice people. From King Comments Commentary on the Whole Bible Imagine having even a small portion of Jesus' ability to deal with people, especially that annoying neighbor mentioned in the King Comments Commentary passage. Whether it is how that neighbor parks their car, or something else. Further, is this not the season of peace and goodwill to men? Can a person not even be peaceable to others and provide some sort of goodwill to others in this season? Secondly, if one can do it in the Christmas season, why not all year round? After all, this is what our study is telling us that we need to learn, and furthermore, do. Even if it is not Christmas, giving others peace and goodwill is 
always a good thing to do. Are you known as someone who is peaceable? Are you known as someone who is not argumentative or contentious, but much more known as someone who is gentle, kind, and helpful? If the answers to these questions is no, you then miss the chance to show every consideration for all men. All men is not all men except your annoying neighbor or anyone else, for that matter. Notice further. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, by the former is meant not the ordinance of water baptism, for that is never expressed by washing, nor is it the cause or means of regeneration, the cause being the Spirit of God, and the means the Word of God. And besides, persons ought to be regenerated before they are baptized, and they may be baptized, and yet not regenerated, as Simon Magus. Nor is it a saving ordinance or a point of salvation, nor can it be opposed to works of righteousness, as thus washing is, for that itself is a work of righteousness, and if persons were saved by that, they would be saved by a work of righteousness, contrary to the text itself. But regenerating grace is meant, or a being born of water and of the Spirit, that is, of the grace of the Spirit comparable to water for its purity and cleansing virtue. Hence, such who are regenerated and sanctified are said to be washed and cleansed, having their hearts purified by faith and their consciences purged from sin by the blood of Christ. From the New John Gill's Exposition of the Entire Bible Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Literally, of works which are done in righteousness, and this passage fully refutes the doctrine of meritous works, which the power of the Holy Spirit works. From Geneva Bible Translation Notes Geneva Bible Translation Notes simplifies what John Gill said. I included both, so either way, the point would be understood, especially here in America. It really needs to be properly noted that this passage fully refutes the doctrine of meritous works, meaning whether you call them good works or meritous works, each will not ever get you into heaven as a saved individual. Salvation is a request we make to God. It is nothing we can ever hope to achieve by working for it. To learn more, follow our link to Episode 2, How to Be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. Next week, 
we continue our four-part Christmas series. It is titled, Then and Now, Part 3. To find out more, join us next week. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts. Or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. We greatly appreciate our audience. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners, followers, and new listeners. Thank you all so much. We are very pleased to serve a diverse international audience. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, an all-electronic, Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to Be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. Find our website at https colon forward slash forward slash the church of the unchurched dot org. Please type the Church of the Unchurched as a single word with no hyphens or spaces in unchurched. Also, because we are on a very secure European server, be sure you type the lead HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash as it is required. Be sure you include it in any bookmark you make. This will prevent security load errors. Our site is mobile, tablet, and desktop compliant. Our site also has links to many of our podcast platforms under the podcast menu item. We are found on podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify, to name a few. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays, East Coast Time, USA. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Our RSS feed is syndicated on many popular podcast RSS feed platforms. Find us on a preferred platform to follow us as we continue to grow. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, 
nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans chapter 8 verses 38 through 39. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.